1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J-Cost. I'm John Overhand, joined by uh, a very miserable sound in Damon McDonald's. We've talking for about maybe three minutes off air, and you sound like you're about to jump in front of a bus, so I've got a feeling I'm going to have to be talking you down from a ledge during this episode. What's what's going on in Damon's world? Uh, just horrible. I don't know. It's...
0: You're... you're uh, you know... I know we do a show, and I know that we. Um, our main goal is to have people be entertained by pro wrestling talk, and uh, it's just like I don't, I don't. Every, every at every turn, like like I'm not good at at trying to be to put on a happy face. I don't know if anybody knows that. <laughs> I'm really not. Good at it. And I just worry that this is just going to be a downward spiral of me being miserable and uh, and then people just bail out. And I get like – like, dude, there's strong – like, I feel like I'm just doing a show sometimes to to put another check box in. <laughs> and I know that's terrible. Like, I know that's just not why I do a show. Or, you know, that I even would want to do a show. Um, but then there's the other side of my head that's like, okay, do it. You always have fun doing it. You love talking to Joel. Um, and if it's just, even if it's just that, it's, um, you're going to get some pleasure out of that. Um, so the show will absolutely either be great or suck. <laughs> there will be no gray, there will be no gray area. And, uh. Yeah, that that that's where we are. Like, I can't. I, I don't know. I can't put. I I I can't spin it. I can't. I I can't come. I can't come on here and be a professional broadcaster and just be like, or tough it out or whatever. If I'm done toughing it, I'm done toughing out things. So,
1: welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that. The listeners appreciate and love about you, Dave, the fact that you do wear your heart on your sleeve and you don't sugarcoat things or or be insincere or disingenuous like that. So, uh, yeah, I I feel you. It's a weird time, and but everybody's I going through it.
0: But but everybody's going through it, Joel. Joe, you're in a fucking hotel
1: room. For how how long have you been there? Um, I've been in this hotel room for about how long have we been here, Malley? Two weeks now. Two fucking weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, and the the the. Worrying thing is that China have said basically no foreigners are allowed to come in, including us who we've got you know visas and work permits and stuff. So they've temporarily they've said, but as things stand, we've got no idea when we're going to be allowed to go home. You know, we have plans to go and see my parents uh, in the summer back in the UK, so they can you know see their granddaughter. I don't know if that's off the table now because the state of things in Britain at the moment. So. Yeah, it's a lot of uncertainty at the moment. How are you managing that in- internally? Oh, like, like, like you're good at
0: at I don't know. You just seem like a dude that's good at finding the sweet spot, no matter how bumpy the road, and and just fucking finding the sweet spot. Whereas I feel like I find every bump in the in, on in <laughs> along the way how are you doing... What are you doing to... to to get through that?
1: I'm looking at the positives, and it's great to be able to spend time with my daughter. You know, what a treat that is for uh, a a new father. You know, most fathers, they get, if they're lucky, maybe like a week of paternity leave or something, and then, bam, back to work, back to the office. But for me to be able to spend pretty much 24 hours a day 7 days a week with my wife and my daughter and be able to share these special moments with Esther as you know she's only 3 weeks old now but I'm really you know cherishing that and feeling grateful that like I said last week I'm still getting paid I can still you know put food on the table for my family um I'm pretty busy with work stuff and I've just been binge watching a hell of a lot of TV I've started a rewatch of The Wire so season 1 Almost it's as close to perfect as a season of TV as you can get. Plough through season two. Bit of a slog, but still good TV. Um, eating a lot of good foods. Having nice walks in Lumpini Park. Enjoying... I, I follow the water monitor lizards. In this park, right, they've got these... Like, in, they look like Komodo dragons, Damon. Like these huge lizards that just sort of skulking around by the water. Massive claws. They look terrifying. Like the sort of thing you should be running away from. But they're really... They're sort of quite gentle and docile, and they just sort of go meandering along there. I like to walk around the park and look at them to try and just take my mind off things. Um, so, well, I'm writing all yeah, this, da- taking it one day at a time, really.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, writing all, I'm writing all this down, so I have get a lizard, right, and then steal a baby is what I have to do. Okay, <laughs> all right, I I got it. I think I
1: I, just, I guess I'm I'm not that bothered about having things, uh, sports I like, you know, Arsenal and New Japan taken off the table because I've just diving headfirst into my TV and movie backlog and that's really helped take my mind off things. You know, I, d- I don't want to watch, like, fucking empty arena shows because that's just reminding me of all the shit that's happening. Right. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about the virus, you know, because I've been hearing about it before most people have. You know, I've, I've had this as a, a steady stream since... What January, and um, like literally on my doorstep, so I just I'm, I'm just exhausted by it. I don't want to hear it anymore, so I've just sort of compartmentalized that and think, okay, I'm just gonna let it play itself out, and I'm sure things will go back to normal at some point. So I'm just concentrating on just the day to day, you know, changing nappies and having live video conferences with my kids at school every day and um started watching tiger king with <laughs> with the missus and yeah, i mean what what's the alternative if you just if you know what the alternative keep. is i'll tell you what the alternative is you sit in a room
0: and you don't watch anything because nothing makes you happy you uh don't return text messages because you don't want to talk to people because you're miserable and you don't want to bring anybody down. You avoid doing a podcast so that you don't have to sit in front of a microphone and that that's the opposite. That's, that's, that's what you do. (laughs) You, you, (laughs) that's what makes it such compelling audio. Does it? Does it? Um, you, here's what else you do. You drink like you've never drank before. I, I don't think I've, I've, and, and, and I think it's, Pretty notorious <laughs> elbow in the ribs kind of thing. Uh, oh, David drinks. <laughs> he really can't handle the the amount uh, constantly, constantly, constantly from the from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. Uh, because 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 why not? Uh, see. I've always had this thing where I can kind of where you are able to take that bad situation and and see it I take that bad situation and I and I you can't hit a moving target Joel so I have or I had many Things to keep me preoccupied. And those things that were a real nice uh, comfort or uh, defense mechanism or whatever are gone. Now add to that people that we know that are sick and have this and people that we know that are you know in the hospital and people that we know that are dying and have already died it's you know that's what you do that's how you spend 3 weeks and all of that comfort and i feel like every everybody's going through this like that's what the weird part about it is it's like everybody's going through it and but everybody can manage it <laughs> right it feels like it feels like everybody can manage it better and i'm really jealous of those people so That's our show. (laughs) It's Joel being an adult and being able to handle situations. And it's Damon who...
1: Doesn't. I was going to ask you, like, which aspects of this are are you finding most difficult? But I think you've laid it out pretty clearly there. It's just the sort of the cumulative effect of all those things I was going to say little things but they're not little things all those extra things being piled on top like one sort of big game of buckaroo and yeah once you you take away all those little comforts and distractions that you had then it makes it difficult to turn off all the noise that's that's happening outside I mean I liked it better when uh, you know the, the this virus situation was literally on my doorstep you know people in the building that I lived in in shaman having it and you know the the white suits and everything coming in but being able to go on twitter or you know watch something from another country new japan arsenal whatever and be able to take your mind off that for one and and know that you know in other parts of the world things are normal but now right but i but i
0: worry i worry about you i worry about the you know the little one i worry about i i don't i you know, I I I worry about every everything, every everyone. Um, it, you again, it's those again. I, pff, I, I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. But, uh, you know, not only do I find it to be great pro wrestling, but I find it to be great thing to distract me from me. And and that's I watch hockey <laughs> because it's a great thing to distract me from me, and it. it And I don't want to make this sound like this is all about me because it's not because everyone in the entire fucking world is going through it. And maybe, maybe people who are in doubt and and somewhat feeling, I hope you're not feeling like I'm feeling. But if you are feeling like I'm feeling, maybe there's somebody out there that's like, oh, at least I, I don't feel like I'm alone and feeling the way that I feel. I can't imagine you feeling this way, though. No? <laughs> um but that's that's what this has done to me. It's it it's just and you know, I look forward to doing this show and I look forward to talking to you, but I don't look forward to talk like I don't look forward to this. That truth be told, I didn't expect at six twenty-one I'd be sitting in a puddle of my own urine and tears, <laughs> you know, but but here we are. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I, here's what, say, what else I don't like, Joel. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like the fact that everybody has to find excuses to come up with content. Like, <laughs> this fucking movie – you know how much I'm dreading this movie, watching this fucking Tanahashi movie? I don't watch regular movies. You know what I mean? And now I'm going to watch this movie that I really don't give a shit about. And the only reason I'm doing it is to distract me from the fact that there is no, no pro wrestling. Um. And I need, and we need content for a show. And even though I reach out to people who ghost me <laughs> to maybe help in that fashion, uh, I still know that we have a show to do. So I'm, I'm sorry if I'm bringing anybody down. I don't give, but I don't give a shit. Be honest with you, because I've said it from the jump. I don't care if you listen to you don't listen. I do it for me <laughs> and, and Joel. we we get together to talk about pro wrestling and it happens to be recorded
1: yeah I think that's something that listeners and myself value is the fact that it's real and genuine and from the heart when we're excited and happy about things we are excited and happy but when things are not so going well then we're going to reflect that Um, what do you want to talk about (laughs) Joe? I don't know. Say something funny, Mike. It's not like I... I I don't feel I have a duty to do this show every week. But, you know, I like talking to you. It's fun. It takes my mind off things. And I think other people appreciate it as well. So, I just... It's always a little bit tempting to just think, you know, let's just knock this on the head until the wrestling's back because (laughs) we're really scraping the barrel in terms of stuff to talk about. But I know if we did that, then... This stupid podcast that we do, taking that away, you know, the, this crap that we talk about, Damon, that could be someone else's distraction and someone else's little thing in the week that they stick on to help them forget or get through a commute or, you know, do the chores at home or whatever. So that that's what's keeping me doing it because I don't want to make anyone's life... Worse, Even if it's just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit by not getting this dumb podcast, I don't want to make people's lives worse at this time.
0: Right. And that's one of the reasons why I was very hesitant of even doing this show, was because why would I want to... Because I know where I am. You know what I mean? Like, I know... Like I don't want to bring anybody. I don't want to bring anybody else down. You know what I mean? Like, that's...
1: No, I, d- I don't think like it's our duty to cheer people up and be like upbeat and funny. I just think even if we do come on and say, "Hey, look, we're feeling pretty low about things this week," um, other people hearing that might be. I'm sure there's tons of people feeling the same. You know, like you've spoken before about struggles you've had, just you know, like flying, and you've had people coming up to you and saying hey, Damon, it meant so much to me that you were honest about that because that's something I've struggled with as well. And just hearing you be open about that on the podcast made a big difference to me. So I I wouldn't view it as dragging things down. I think there's probably a lot of people who are thinking, you know what, I feel, Damon, I feel exactly the same way. And I'm glad you've put that out there because I know I'm not alone in feeling shit about everything that's going down. Right, but I don't find that. Like, I don't see that.
0: I see... A shit ton of phoniness, and I see a shit ton of either a shit ton of phoniness or a shit ton of people who are better than me. That's I, I'm being dead serious. Like I don't, I, I you know, I see people doing shitty push ups. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. I'm not. Um, doing. <laughs> I'm no, not i put so much fucking weight. Oh, you have besides. no idea, Joel. I I probably have gained f- at least ten pounds. At least, and, and, I, I, there's no possible way I haven't. Um, <laughs> i We have. Uh, we have all these. I used talk about them all the time. The, the the local breweries, and I hide behind this thing where it's like I want to support these people. They they work hard for their, their business and I don't want to see them fail. So I was spending money, but, but a lot of it is just I just want to drink beer and get fucking hammered. Um, I I and they're, they're they're like I looked at the the thing I drank last night alone, and here's where I know I'm in I'm in deep shit. I don't get hangovers anymore. I I, I don't get hangovers anymore. So there's got to be something. In my body, that's like, oh, that's a that's a, that's a perfectly normal amount of alcohol you're drinking, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> right? right, That's perfectly. You're 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 right. You're right in that sweet spot. I, I and I look at what I drink, like my recyclable cans. Are, I swear to God, I took it to trash yesterday, and I, I you know how like you just kind of you know, one hand grab the, the can, drag it to the curb. And usually, you know, they're two th- th- fucking empty cans. Joey couldn't move it. <laughs> I went, I went and tugged it, and I was like, what? Is there a fucking brick in here? And I tugged it and I was like, nope, it's it was three quarters of the way filled with recyclable cans. And I was like, hmm, what a fucking week you had, dude. <laughs>
1: What what a great deed you're doing for these uh, retailers and the alcohol oh. industry and the recycling people. You're single handedly keeping all them in business. So give uh. give yourself a pat on the back, Damon.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what? There is. Uh there is something to be said that, that, that I mean the minute like I have a I think I guess I don't know it's a burner feed but I just have a, like a Twitter feed that's dedicated just it's all just our local breweries and I'm constantly <laughs> ref- wait, I'm constantly refreshing it right to see if you know if there's any changes in like can they still home deliver or uh, do they have anything new on that? <laughs> like that's all I do and the minute it is, i'm I'm on the horn with them. like Setting a delivery. I uh, like, so if you look at my bank balance and my, uh you see where your uh, withdrawals are. It's nothing else besides breweries and like the grocery store because we have them delivered now. That's it. That's the only thing that's on there. Uh, <laughs> fucking it. Uh, how's uh, Mrs. Damon doing? Um, she. She thrives best, and I, and, 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 and I don't know – like I feel bad even though she says that it – like she thrives best when, when she has stuff to keep her mind busy and occupied. And if I'm that, <laughs> like a child, like, a, like an infant child, uh, then she seems to thrive. Um, but keep in mind that she, you know, doesn't deal well with, with medical stuff. That's, that's kind of her thing. Um, so, you know, knowing that there's a virus out there <laughs> that, you know, contaminates people without having symptoms and all that, you know, doesn't do that's not a good thing for her. You know what I mean? That would be the equivalent of me putting me on an airplane without any alcohol or medication. Um, so, you know, sh- as long as she's busy, she's good. You, you know, when the worst part is real, cause I still have work and again, I, you know, I work from home. So it's not, um, it's, it's not too much of a difference from, you know, nine to five. It, it and she's working from home, so as long as she's busy, it's good. <sighs> I'm s- I'm I'm sick of every day being exactly the same. I guess maybe that that might be it. Um, I, I mean, and, and, but she's been great. Like she's you know when I'm at my bottom, she's uh, she's she's she she kind of knows what things to do and what things to say. She knows when to pull back and let me be alone. And she knows when to kind of push a little bit and be like, you know, come on, you know, we we're, we're going to be all right. So she's, but yeah, she has her own th- struggles with it. Like, we can't legally, we can't. Not, I don't have legally. I don't know what it is. We're, we're we're basically under lockdown in in Jersey, so we can't. Nothing's open. We can't go anywhere. There's nowhere to go if we wanted to go somewhere. But even something like. um just driving around, like, let's just get in the car and just drive around. You know, we don't, we're not going to get out of the car. But even, like, if I had to get gas and giving the card to the person in New Jersey, you can't pump your own gas. They got to pump the gas for you. That interaction, she's just like, oh, I'm not too cool with this. I don't know. Um, and, like, if I have to leave the house to go to the market or go somewhere, and it, which is not often. I, you could see her face; it, her disposition drops, and it's like, so, was, so it's, you know, it's like it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm just going. There's n- literally no one there besides the person there, and I'm. You don't even exchange money; you put it in a bucket. Everybody's got gloves on. you know, all this stuff, but as that's always a struggle. So to answer your question, as long as she's busy, she's fine. But she, she's not having any of this. She's not doing well with it. And how Shadow of the Colossus going? <laughs> That's really the best question. I love that game, man. I love that game. Um, I haven't played it in a couple of days, but um, I, I don't know. There's something very comforting in that, in that video game, and I don't know what it is.
1: You know what, Dave? There's a, a movie called, I think it's called Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler, and I think it's about Adam Sandler having lost his family... During nine eleven, so he just he get he gets really depressed and sort of insulates isolates himself from all his friends, and the way he copes with that depression is by playing Shadow of the Colossus. No way, it's like a, a big yeah, it's a big feature of the film, and it's got like Don Cheadle as his mate who's coming in to check on him, and they sort of reconnect i through him playing Shadow of the Colossus. So yeah, it's really interesting oh, that you said that because wow. I think it's a game that for a lot of people is been like a sort of a quiet moment of escapism when things are not going so well. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I never
0: got that before. I never, like I never had a video game do that. Um, yeah, it's, it, it has been, if, 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 if I've had anything come out of this, it's, it's that love of that video game. Um. Yeah, there is. There, I don't. And 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 it's weird because if you told me on the surface, like just the basic premise of it, I would probably be like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably. I don't know. There is something like. Is <laughs> isn't there, as stupid as this is going to sound, Joel isn't there like a, a sense of accomplishment when you reach that fur <laughs> in in video games and in dating? <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. I d- didn't mean now, that. For me, it's when the music
1: <laughs> drops because you, you, you kind of get oh, two music yeah. tracks for each fight and then you, you get one that's maybe a bit more sort of dark and ominous, but then when the tide's turning the battle, like when you've grabbed onto the fur and it, it switches and it plays the more sort of triumphant, heroic, upbeat yep. track, then you're like, yes, I'm going to, fucking stab a sentient beast in its head.
0: (laughs) Right, right. There is something coming where you pump that fucking sword and it's like in the air and it's wham! Uh, Yeah, there is that... uh, And and I do like when when they try and shake you off. So again, you're climbing these gigantic rock slash fur armored beasts. They're massive. They're just gigantic, colossus. And again, the goal is on on the majority of them is you got to find a way to climb up onto them. And they have these like little spots on them that you have to stab and eventually you uh, put them down. It's um, it's frustrating, yet it's. Like, you can see how you can do it. Like, you, in your mind, you, you have to figure out how the fuck do I climb up on this fucking thing. And they're all different sizes and shit. Like, once you're in, like, a gigantic body of water and, like, how the fuck do I get on this thing? And another one, you know, just you just got to figure it out. I, I, listen, I, there are times where I look at the video. Not times. There there are times where, you know, I'm, I'm looking at YouTube videos seeing how the fuck this is done. Um. Which one did I just finish? I did like the one in the sand, um, like in the desert, the flying one where you had to hit the pouches. To, to, oh, that's my favorite one. Is that the favorite one? Yeah. And then you yeah. have to, and then you have to ride. Uh, it, it like kind of drops down, and the wings hit the hit the sand, and you have to kind of ride your horse right near it. And really, you got to gun the horse; he's, he's got to fly to get up to it, and then jump. Get on it, then shimmy up and get it. Yeah, that one's a good one. I like that one a lot. Which one did I just? Which one am I on? I forget which one I'm on. Um, I thought it just finished. That might be the that's one. That's the thirteenth
1: one. So the one after that is a small, a small one. It's like a lion and it chases you around like a ruin. It's oh yeah, no, I did right that, one. that one. I did that one. Yeah, that's someone with the fire, right? No, it's similar oh. to that one. Okay. This one, it's sort of chasing you across pillars and. Uh, columns and stuff
0: yeah I don't know if I've reached that one yet I the, the one with the fire was tough because like I couldn't understand like I ran to the fire the they have the, the, yeah, these cauldrons that you have to climb up on um, and if you don't gr- get up there quick the fucking thing it's like a giant lion and it will just beat the shit out of you it'll put you in a corner and just fuck you up uh, fucking Shibata style <laughs> Um And then when you get up, the
1: first it's a metaphor for depression, Damon, isn't it? (laughs) You you got to reach for that torch, reach for that light, and fight back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, then you push it off the ledge, like you kind of because it's afraid of the fire. But then you think you're done. You're like, I fucking that was I was like, my first thought was, okay, that wasn't too hard once you figured it out and got it done. But then (laughs) you had to continue on because um, all I'll do is break its armor. All right, we're doing a Colossus podcast. That's what the
1: fuck we're doing. we should just rebrand. <laughs> I'd say that's one of the things that I'm most upset about in this whole situation, that I cannot go back to my home to get my PlayStation and play the new Resident Evil 3, because it looks brilliant. And that's the one thing that's bummed me out recently. But there you go. Um, at least we've still got access to pornography, because uh, without no, masturbation, stop. this stop. would be... <laughs> no? How are you
0: jerking off? How are you doing it in a room... In just one room, in a hotel room. How how are you pulling that off? Because I can't even do it in my house.
1: <laughs> I can't uh, I, Joel, with, Joel, with Joel, a sense Joel, 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 Joel. I, of danger. I,
0: I haven't, I, yeah, I haven't jerked off in three weeks.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. okay, that explains a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How do you how do you do it? Tell me how to do it. How my how do you do it? What, what's the plan? I, I need I
1: need that plan. Um, what, what's that plan? Um, say you're going for a massive poo and then knock one out of the bathroom. Okay. That's, but the- for added authenticity, make sure you, you do do a poo as well. So you leave a poo smell because otherwise you, your fabric, your tissue of lies will come falling apart. Ah, so like a, like a masturbatory
0: Blumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, I like this. All right, I'm going to do that. I'm doing it today. I'm fucking doing it today. I'm letting everyone know. Everyone know. Just yeah, like tweet. Let, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking zoom that. What do you think of that, you jerk off? Um, I Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. By the time you listen to this, it'll be done.
1: I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I was hoping to transition that into our Roman ad read. Oh, sure. All nice right. and slick. Yeah, let's do that,
0: Roman. Our uh, good friends at Roman. They—that's uh, another thing. I, I, I gotta be honest with you. Haven't been, haven't been fucking that much. Gotta be honest with you. Maybe, maybe Roman will oh, help me here.
1: Mate, I'm—I've got six weeks off the table, so yeah. mm. hard times. I know, oh, really. Well, listen, um,
0: maybe, maybe this is just the thing you, people need to kind of. You know, once it's there, what are you going to do? You know, you got to be like, look, I, you know, got to take care of this thing. It's not going to go away on its own, right? Uh, you know, our friends at Roman help that. I'm not even going to say how many days. It's going to take for you to see a fucking doctor in the United States, Joel. Well, what's the point? Why? Because we have coronavirus. They're a little busy (laughs) to worry about your fucking boner. (laughs) All right? I I, I hate to say it. Is that part of the copy?
1: Are you reading this? I'm (laughs) I'm
0: going a little ad lib. I'm going to ad lib a little bit right now. Uh, They don't give a fuck, right? They don't give a shit if you can't get a boner. That's why it's all about Roman. Okay? Why? Well, our friends at Roman, they've spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor license in your state, all from the comfort of your home. You know that place you've been in for three fucking weeks that you haven't left? Well, guess what? Now you can talk to a doctor in the comfort of your own home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need On your schedule. Not like you got nothing better to fucking do at this point, right? Why not talk to the doctor about that fucking boner of yours? Just grab a phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S.-licensed physician within 24 hours. Now, look, I'm not going to tell you that this 24-hour thing, they might be better suited helping coronavirus people, but, hey, maybe your boner is just more important, right? Maybe. Well, guess what? You can do it. For a free online visit, you'll hear back from a U.S.-licensed physician within 24 hours. Great! And the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, if they do. Uh, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. Not masks, not your boner pills. Free two-day shipping. You'll also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor Anytime you have questions or just want to adjust your treatment plan with Roman, there's no commitments and you can cancel at any time. So if you are struggling with ED, erectile dysfunction, you cannot get a hard on. I need for you to go to getroman.com slash VOW. Yeah, getRoman.com slash VOW for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Now's the time to do it. That's GetRoman.com slash V-O-W. You've got plenty of time on your hands. GetRoman.com slash V-O-W for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Thank you, Roman. GetRoman.com slash V-O-W.
1: nicely done I was worried about that at the start yeah. of the show I thought I was going to have to read that but you can, why, why don't you do one you could do one but you're better at it than me I don't know if I am I just <laughs> I don't know I, I like setting it up you know like a like a football match I like provide the assist and yeah. you, you finish it who's at the door who's at the door Mally, who's at the door? Food! Food. Is it my dinner? Oh. oh! Exciting times. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, we are having sometimes like a spicy papaya salad, which is probably going to give me the shits. <laughs> hey! You, <laughs> can you know, I was w- woken up this morning, um, our sleeping patterns are a bit messed up at the moment, but Mally screaming, Joel, help! And I woke up in a panic because you know when you hear that and you've got you know three-week-old baby with you, you fear the worst. I was like, "Oh my god, what has happened?" I was expecting the worst, so I ran out into like the living room area, and Esther had just done like a explosive diarrhoea all over oh. Mally, and I just laughed <laughs> it was, like, it was a, the sense of relief and also just the the comedy of seeing my wife covered in liquid oh, baby faeces. So that's been the highlight of my day.
0: Oh, 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 that's terrible. Um, Well, Cheryl has something similar. Uh, Not really, but uh, she was preparing uh, dinner one night. And I'm in my office and she kind of – I always know when something is up because she'll come walking right up to the doorway. But she won't enter and she'll just look and be like, can you help me or see this or whatever? And I walk into the kitchen Are you familiar with a man witch, Joel? Are you familiar with the idea of a sloppy Joe? Do you know what that is? Yeah, okay, so it's the meat, like a red sauce, spicy a little bit, kind of. Um, there, I walk into the kitchen, it looked like somebody took a a gunshot, (laughs) right? It was everywhere, it was on the ceiling. It was on. The it, f- was, it was everywhere, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck you do?" And she goes, "I hit it with my elbow." And she turns around, and she's wearing this white uh, kind of hoodie, kind of thing, and it was just covered. It looked, She looked like fucking Onita in, in a fucking bar fight, <laughs> <bar. laughs> um, and it was it was everywhere. Like it was like. I don't know how the, physic, the physics happened where it bounced off of walls and wound up on walls that it could. It was on the ceiling. It was. We spent a good half hour trying to clean that shit up. But it was funny because I was just like, "What the fuck did you do?" She goes, "I'm sorry, I didn't." Blah, blah, blah. I was like, "I don't care. We'll clean it up."
1: All yeah. good. So so- good advice for the the self quarantining. Have some sort of um, shit or food related mishap and yeah. enjoy the laughs as you clean it up together. <laughs> Absolutely. Um,
0: all right, Joel, do you want to talk about cancer cance- okay, shows? Yeah, is- <laughs> okay, I'm just going
1: to get this out of the way quickly. So news uh, in response to the ongoing coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic. Five further events on the Roti Don tour between April 12th and April 18th have been canceled. Uh, also, all Japan canceled their champion carnival today. Uh, oh, after really? billing people <laughs> After billing people for April for their TV service. <laughs> uh you gotta love it. Um, and also, the uh, New Zealand dojo tryouts have been postponed, which have been scheduled for May 9th and tenth. Um, I imagine the Wrestle Dynasty Dynasty ticket sales are going to be pushed back. So it's, just, it's just more of the same, Damon. More of the same. I don't know <laughs> how many times we can discuss these things and provide insight. It's just like okay, just, there's just nothing, no wrestling happening for for the time being. Yeah. So that's about all I've got to say about it.
0: No, really. I mean, that's 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 it. I don't know what else to say. I mean, fuck me. Yeah, they're gonna push back those ticket sales. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a month or two. That's fine. I think it's the smartest thing they could possibly do. Um, shows canceled. I mean, we said it last week. Dantaku was on thin ice at best. So I think, I think that's all but done.
1: I didn't know the Don Taco. Don
0: Taco. Uh, my friend Gabby calls it Don Taco. It's funny. Um That's not uh, funny. It is. It's kind of funny. She has a whole character. She thinks Don Taco is a wrestler. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. you um, got to do
1: better than that, David. Come on. Well, Gabby's, you know, she's not really, <laughs> she's not really, she's not
0: really up on the pro graps. Uh, um, is she going to listen to this? No. Okay, good. Our friend Gabby? No, she would, she would never. No. I just, I don't think people understand what I, like, what this is and what, like, you try to explain it to people and it's like, yeah, people actually listen and they're like, well, I don't know. People just don't give a fuck about me. (laughs) I mean, like, they don't give a shit. Um what are we talking about Oh yeah that's going to be cancelled uh i didn't know
1: champions carnival they, they officially cancelled it huh yeah and you imagine them waiting until what's it april 2nd to do that so they do bring in their money from the subscriptions speaks to the financial thin ice that they're on at the moment so you know thankful for the mercies of the fact that new japan is owned by a huge rich corporation and you know, Touchwood isn't likely to be going out of business anytime soon because I think the pro uh, ProRES landscape when things come back are going to look quite different. Oh yeah, speaking of which, Damon, um, have you watched any Noah recently? Did you see this controversial uh Jita against um uh, Zaki match? I heard about it, but honestly,
0: uh, I I don't think I would be in a good frame of mind sitting through. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is what I've heard about this match. This is a match that uh, was in an empty arena, correct?
1: Yeah, Korok okay. right.
0: Um Two, they stared at each other for 20 minutes? Yep, I, at least. I think it was longer than that. So, again, I just want to make sure I'm clear. They were in the ring, and they... Stared at each other for 20 minutes.
1: huh. Mm. Okay. But yeah, my understanding. Staring at each other for the best part of half an hour. Then a walk and brawl. And then a bit of wrestling at the end. Are people loving this? Uh, yeah, it does seem to be the cause celeb for a, a, a certain subsection of fans online. It doesn't sound
0: to me like anything I would be interested in saying. Um, is that? It, it, did you watch it?
1: No, don't be ridiculous, David.
0: <laughs> like I, struggle. I hate myself,
1: but not that much yet.
0: <laughs> right, right. Like that's what I'll be in a
1: month. <laughs> if I have reached the point where I want to watch two wrestlers literally stare at each other for thirty minutes, then. It's time to find a new hobby.
0: Yeah. I cannot believe that is where we are. because that's my, sounds... my favorite
1: thing, David, are, are the people uh, who are trying, you know, spinning that little hamster wheel, trying to explain the psychology of that and why it makes sense and why it's good. And God bless them. Yeah, look, I mean, if you found, if, if anybody can find
0: enjoyment in anything, I mean, we're talking about... Fucking rubbing one out While we're taking a shit I mean that's That's where we are That's that's where we are With our entertainment So I mean Who am I to judge <laughs> Yeah um, but it doesn't so, take me An hour
1: to do that Damon
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very true uh, You know what I need to do I'll probably need to, to Contact my Australian Noah Experts The uh, The great Claire and Kyle Who I haven't talked to In a while Uh. They they would give me the true barometer, the, two, the, the true temperature of the Noah fan base, and I would love to hear their thoughts on this. Uh, to me, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I struggled to even watch like great Noah stuff, you know what I mean? Like People would be like, that match was fucking great, and I'll watch maybe half of that stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, that's just me, right? Um, but I can't imagine me sitting – like I, that would be turned off after three minutes. I, I just, I don't know. It's not for me. But all right. But yeah, maybe I'll reach out to them and get their, get their take on on that. But that does not sound appealing to me. That's for sure. How are you making out with all, been, what? What are your thoughts on all these MV arena matches that we've been, we've been privy to? AEW
1: hate them. Hate hate them. them. Yeah. 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 Someone in the voices of wrestling slack Said it best Like Wrestling should be To take your mind off things But seeing shit in an empty arena Is a stark reminder Of what's going on And Also wrestling without a crowd Reacting to things Is like That's taking away a big chunk Of what makes wrestling special to me
0: Yeah Yeah I agree With both points Um I mean, it is something. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I, there was one AEW show that I, I thought I really enjoyed. Um, when they had like some of the wrestlers at ringside, and I think it was the one. Uh, I think it might have been the first one they did. Look, they're trying. I, I appreciate the fact that at least they're trying to do something. Um, it, it, it it's. it's it it does remind me of where where it, it does more more harm for me than than good right it just reminds me of shit that i don't want to be reminded of and for you know the same reasons that you talked about i don't i don't i i feel like i'm watching pro wrestlers practice you know <laughs> that's what i really feel like i'm watching I'm, i feel like i'm watching them practice and that i don't that doesn't really mean
1: much to me um or are you going to watch? Uh, did you, uh, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm not going to lie, just for the sort of car crash aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, honestly, let's—that's that is what we
0: are looking forward to. A taped, a pre-taped, empty arena WrestleMania is going to be the highlight of our week, Joe. <laughs> oh fuck us. <laughs>
1: Oh, dear. <laughs> you know I, mean? I feel more depressed now than I did at the start of the show when you were like borderline <laughs> <pulled laughs> tears. tears. <laughs> Just by thinking about wrestle, two days of WrestleMania two in an empty days. arena. Fuck me. <laughs> two days of it. In an empty arena,
0: everything taped so you know it's going to be all those wacky camera angles and trying to be cinematic as fuck. And you know, trying to tell stories, pal. Uh it's gonna be all that. Oh, it is gonna be fucking dreadful.
1: Good <laughs> news. Good news coming <laughs> okay. soon. Here we go. New Here Japan go. are excited to announce that fans in the US will be able to get their hands on an NJPW merchandise shipped directly to their door, easier than ever before, with the Tokon Shop Global oh, coming April tenth, which is a long time coming, I think. People have been after something like this for a while. Yeah,
0: I mean, um, better than those fucking pro-wrestling tees. I know that. <laughs> Even though we have t-shirts there. <laughs> um,
1: I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show yet. My fucking Scampy club design, which I'll talk about now because it's just I don't think it's ever going to see the light of day. Those fuckers at pro-wrestling tees said, oh, because it's a parody of another intellectual property, then we can't use it. I swear, like, all other wrestlers have got parody shirts and stuff. Yeah. Pay $50 for that design. Ugh. Oh. Wait, did I pay 50 or did I pay... I can't remember, but I paid enough money for, to want some fucking investment, or at least to be able to buy the T-shirt for myself. Right. And, you know, wear it around. <laughs> hey, look, it's a T-shirt with my cat on it, but... uh Yeah. Wh- I might wh- put that? it on Redbubble.
0: I was about to say, why don't you just put it, like, on Etsy or Redbubble or something like that? Um... Get my brother to make it. He'll he'll fucking knock off some t-shirts. for Yeah, you. <laughs> someone help me out. I'll send
1: you the, the image file and you get some fucking t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> just for me. <laughs> just send me one. I know.
0: It's really adorable. I, I love it. T-shirt. I know. I I wonder what to. I know. You said that you were so fucking. You were livid. I mean, right. But it's a- my
1: fault. I, I probably should have checked beforehand. But still annoying. Well, how are you going to check Sad. beforehand? Like, how would you know? You upload the, the I image. I don't know. E- yeah. Email them and say, hey, can I have a Bullet Club past t-shirt with my cat on it? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, yeah, well, there was... you go. You can spend
1: the money that you don't have uh, buying <laughs> Japan merchandise uh, stateside. So enjoy.
0: Yeah, but that's do. good to... buy,
1: buy some more of our t-shirts. Nobody's
0: bought a t-shirt and fucking forever right i mean i've when was the last when was the last time somebody ordered a fucking
1: t-shirt it's been months I guess, yeah. like when people have got one they've got one they don't need to buy another one do they So, yeah.
0: i will say All this we people... haven't been very
1: diligent putting up designs but
0: yet we have and they get fucking t- blocked <laughs> parody it's a fucking cat for a podcast people jesus christ
1: that's new japan isn't it yeah um fuck well, fuck I new don't, japan. no it wasn't them I, th- I think it was oh, just no. pro wrestling tees. whoever's in charge of that there's some sort of filtering process where they check each design before they put it up so they didn't even put it up they just looked at took one look at it and was like no this is not worth the trouble and said no to me
0: i want a t-shirt of harold may on a toilet jerking off while taking a shit that's what i <laughs> <laughs> all right you want, you want to block that one that's what i'm oh, that's what who, i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: make it. For for it i'm my somebody... t-shirt on for arresting tease. yeah yeah I'm, have, I'm gonna have a conversation young bucks probably yeah those
0: fucking guys those fucking money grubbers sitting there scrooge McDuckin, with their t-shirt sales and their parodies of everything else
1: i don't see nintendo right, that whole, on their
0: fucking door their whole fucking t-shirt uh, line are
1: parodies Yes, the cease and desist thing that they were cashing in on.
0: Yeah, they got uh, the whole n- like Nintendo themed Super Kick thing. The fuck? <laughs> we're blaming young the young bucks. This is putting they me to nothing to do at. with this. <laughs> <laughs> young bucks have nothing. We're on the young full gamut are, of emotions yeah. today. I know. Young bucks are sitting there listening. Oh, we had nothing to do with it. Come on, guys. Come on. I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: Are they the ones that ghosted you? <laughs> Even reaching out to Nick and Matt to uh, come on the show. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. No. I don't know. I hate that.
0: I don't I I I listen, I'm terrible at returning text messages. I really am. But you know how like what WhatsApp has the little thing where you see people that you know they read it? You know what I mean? Just be yeah, like, the little blue double tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. You've seen it, you fucker. I saw it. I saw it. And then what I did was I did the old sent once and I, and I saw they saw and I was like, oh, "Okay. You know, people are busy, blah blah blah." So then I sent a little like little follow up with a, like an option two. Nothing.
1: And I was like, "Ah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Know. Maybe no. they got really sick. Maybe they got the coronavirus and they're in hospital. No, too.
0: no, no. <laughs> no. No, because because then they're online.
1: Nah, I'm not even going to do it. Nah. Okay, let's let's nah. move on. There's plenty nah, of other nah. stuff to right.
0: yeah. Right,
1: right. I don't want to burn. Keep, keep us occupied. Uh, uh, there's some stuff been put up on New Japan World. There is a Hiromu documentary which I watched about an hour ago about his comeback, and it's got, you know the interesting stuff I found was him on the comeback trail training his neck. Like he was wearing this special head brace that had chains on it and a thirty kilogram dumbbell attached. He said he was doing one hour of neck training per day, and he, he really get a feel in this documentary of how his body has bulked up. Um, And there was also an interesting interview with Ryu Lee talking about his sense of guilt and and culpability over what happened and how he's abandoned the Phoenix Plex. And you just got your standard Hiromu nonsense, him being very extra, talking about his imaginary spirit animals and UFOs and paranormal and and shit like that. So if you like Hiromu, then you might want to check that out. Uh, The okada tiger hattori sit down chat that was quite cool i like that because there was a real sense of warmth it was like you know like a an uncle and his favorite nephew sitting down together and reminiscing about the good old times and uh stories about okada inviting him to this special i think it's a, an island so that where one of his uncles lives or something and then going fishing together and stuff I, that was quite nice so Give me the warm fuzzy so that's one that I, I enjoyed watching personally and I would recommend uh, there's the Encyclopedia New Japanica which is a like a round table of a couple of wrestlers there's Tanahashi on there Liger on there talking about best matches and favourite wrestlers and stuff um, I didn't get that far into it it's, I found it a bit boring to be honest uh, Liger did pick Stan Hansen versus Andre the Giant as his favourite match yeah. uh, and then they got to talking about best international wrestlers in New Japan history and um, uh, Liger picked Giant Bernard <laughs> so at that point I was just like mm, I don't know if I want to watch the full two hours of this and yeah uh, they've put the New Beginning USA tour on YouTube uh, I'm not watching that <laughs> No <Nope. laughs> interest from you <laughs> zero <laughs> I
0: ain't watching that shit Oh, uh, on
1: uh, there's uh, Zach Saber uh, Jr.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read that yet <laughs> Just fucking dreadful. Like like imagine
1: being there and like being like they got you know they got the, the funny thing, sorry David was the tweet which said, you asked, so here it is. Who the fuck asked for that? <laughs> Who's we won the new beginning USA tour that did really bad numbers and nobody enjoyed <laughs> Right Right Unbelievable. I mean they, they they're just
0: they're just Here's what they gotta do. I'll give, you th- I'll give you this one for free. Kids. Dopes. Uh. You gotta why don't you work with the uh, that fucking network that's that's your that's your broadcast partner? Put up some TV. You mean to tell me you can't get the rights to to, to those old TV shows? I was going through '95, '93, '95. Oh, so good! Ninety three is such a great year. That's 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 what you put up on that network, not these horse shit fucking. Oh, I don't know. They're in a. I I will say this. They're they're in a tough way. They got to be scrambling. On. And what do they, what do they do? They do this. This is what they do. I I'm, I'm waiting for the. Um, they're going to have the New Japan Cup and have the wrestlers do it on video games. I'm waiting for that to happen because now you're seeing that in, like in the NBA. You're having like teams play each other in video games. Well, Touch already tr- did that, didn't he? Yeah, he did that live stream, right? Yeah, Fire Pro. Speaking of Fire Pro, I've been doing a lot more Fire Pro, that's for sure. If there's also another benefit. I've actually been doing a lot more of that. But I don't again I don't really play. I just more organizing and collecting wrestlers and rings
1: than anything else. I am so weird. Um, I'll tell you what I've been doing uh in the past day or two is I Drown saw a really interesting trailer. post on Reddit. I know that will shock you because it's usually fucking garbage, but mm. someone put on a post about WWE wrestlers best opponent. So they went through cage match and for each... I think they they took each... Everyone who's ever held a title in WWE found their singles matches on cage match and listed them by... The, ranked them by the cage match score and then took the top-rated match, like top-rated opponent, and organised the data to find out who gave the most wrestlers their best match.
0: Does that mm. make sense? Have I explained yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah? So... maybe you can guess which WWE wrestler do you think gave the most other wrestlers their best match is he just give me a hint is the person current right now Uh, they're not an active wrestler no not an active wrestler right now Hmm. Cena wait actually I think they they might have done one of those Saudi shows recently to be be oh Cena's up there actually Cena's up there, yeah. yeah. Cena, I think Cena gets a bad rap
0: sometimes. Pardon the pun. I think he's really good. i have always <laughs> uh, enjoyed him. Yeah, I mean he's it's a bit for, you know, it's it's his formula. But yeah. Um not an active wrestler right now.
1: Uh Punk? Uh no. see, there's someone who's involved in um Oh I you say he's a South- road agent. He, he helps with NXT, laying the matches out, telling people to stare at their hands and
0: stuff. Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels. Mm-hmm. Correct,
1: okay. yeah. So anyway, I saw that post and I thought, oh, this is really interesting. I would like to do the same for New Japan. So I've been combing through the data. I, someone's probably going to beat me to it. I'm going to be ready to launch this and someone will have already done it. But yeah, I've been going through cage match, putting everyone's best opponent and trying to figure out who has given... The most wrestlers' their best match in New Japan. It's been really interesting, actually, seeing the names that have popped up. And um, can you give us a little tease? Can you give us a little tease on uh, who might who 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 might be like Okada's best? Yeah, should we make it like a quiz then? I'll, I'll tell you yeah. some big names, and you tell you yeah. tell me who you think their best opponent was. So you got to sort of put your mind in the the frame of mind of a cage match, the average cage match rater. And oh. what they would say is the opponent's best match. So, nice easy one to start. Okada, who do you think they've got his his best opponent? I would say Tanahashi, right? Uh, no, it's Kenny Omega Whoa. based on their Kenny. Wrestle okay. Kingdom eleven match. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: it right. makes sense. All right. uh, actually,
1: gone- no, sorry, sorry. It's joint. It's got that's a joint high score with another wrestler and another match that's... in the same year. Oh, uh, what? Um...
0: Not Suzuki, right? Nope.
1: Oh, you'll kick yourself. Oh. Uh, probably will. Uh, I don't know. if you'll... Hope. Which is ironic because <laughs> this is someone who kicks people. He's not oh, kicking Shibale, people anymore. Shibale, Shibale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Shibata. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, Naito's best opponent.
0: I hope it's not Jericho.
1: <laughs> nope. Abush. I'll tell you the date. I'll tell you the date of the match. That okay. is the highest ranks for this person. 13th of August 2016. It's a G1 final.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no, it's not a G1 final. Okay. It's a G1 block final. The Bush, right? No, it's Kenny Omega. Oh. Really? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Oh, okay. How Um, how, how far back are we going with this?
1: Well, it's it's their whole... Career? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Whichever one is the highest ranked, that's what I'm taking as their best opponent. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, One more then. Uh, Tanahashi. Okada. Yes. Which match do you think it is that... Is the highest
0: Probably the Wrestle Kingdom where he beats Okada.
1: It's actually 7th of April 2013, which I believe is the Invasion Attack match.
0: Invasion, yeah. So, that's
1: good. Yeah, but I've, I've enjoyed doing that, so don't beat yourself up about being a big nerd because I've done something that's uh, arguably worse. Yes. So, <laughs> excited about... <laughs> I've just I've had a few Things I got stuck on though If There is no cage match rating Do you think it's okay To defer to uh, Meltzer scores Or does that I think Meltzer scores Yeah no Here's the thing With with cage match uh, That
0: Like I don't know If that's a great barometer I mean it's You need something right Is 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 Cage Match still the relevant place to, to get that type of information or is like Grapple
1: the place? I think Cage Match has a wider set of data. I think there's more people okay. who have submitted votes to this. But like for example, someone like Tadao Yasuda has no singles matches that are on the match guide as rated by Cage Match people. So all I've got to go by there are um, observer scores. So I don't know if I should include that or not. Whereas other people like Bob Sapp, there are no uh rated matches so i guess i leaving people like bob sap
0: oh, no, no, no. Jado.
1: Yeah, no, i mean for, masayuki for bob, naruse
0: for for, for, for bob sap i mean it's not that they're not rated they just got zero score <laughs> <laughs> there's no score uh, yeah i don't know I, I mean i thought i don't know i i mean Listen, you're you're better at that. I uh, my head would explode after the first fifteen seconds of trying to to compile that type of data. But um yeah, that sounds I mean, that sounds fun, I guess, right? Yeah. I'm into it. I like that.
1: I like the finished product of that. <laughs>
0: you have anybody else helping you with that?
1: I did ask a couple of people who said they help, but they have entered nothing so far. God damn it. it. (laughs) You know, I've got to the the, uh, 160 wrestlers I've got listed as uh, title holders in New Japan. So I'm getting into uh, the Yoshitatsu's and uh, Curry Man's and Dick Togo's of the world. So, wow. Dick Togo. Nearly finished. Nearly finished. God
0: bless you. All right, good for you. Uh, this thing, this this whole pandemic has has uh, has opened our eyes to a new set of data. We'll finally know who Dick Togo's
1: best opponent is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Okay. Uh, Super Carl's Classic Watch Along. Uh So we picked four matches for you. (coughs) The match I picked was Kensuke Sasaki against Toshiaki Kawada from January 4th, 2001. So the context from Manabu, he tells us, after Giant Baba's death, Misawa became the company executive, but there was a power struggle between Misawa and Baba's widow, Motoko Baba. In the year 2000, Misawa left uh, for All Japan with almost all of the roster. Only Kawada and Fuchi stayed. So then October 9th, which is the same date as New Japan versus UWF International show, there was a New Japan versus All Japan show. And the main event was Sasaki versus Kawada. And Sasaki lost that match and was so ashamed of himself that he relinquished the title in quite an unusual move. So this match was a rematch of that. And also the final of, I think it was a six-man elimination tournament in the Tokyo Dome where Kawada had had one match, but Sasaki had had two. So Kawada was the fresher man there. And... Sasaki's, like, defending against this invader for the company. And uh, interesting stat here that uh, Kawada was the only of the four pillars to main event a Tokyo Dome New Japan show, I think. And I, just, I picked this match because I thought it was great. It's like, a one, great haircuts. It's like a mullet battle. It's two guys <laughs> rocking the mullets just looking like absolute badasses. Uh, it reminded me a bit of the Taichi versus Ishii match from um, the G1 block finals. Because Obviously, you know, Taichi... Uh, was mentored by Kawada and I think there's certain parallels you can draw between the the styles of Ishii and Kensuke Sasaki and I just like the way it was the the opening exchanges like the lariat versus the high kick and just really iconic moments like Sasaki with the lariat to the throat of Kawada and then Kawada's got the nosebleed you know a bit of accidental blood always makes everything better and the, the slap exchange it's just like your real archetypal strong style match you know two guys collapsing from the lariats you know something a lot of matches these days when guys sell a lariat or bump for a lariat they do like a, a 450 to make it really exaggerated but these guys just like stumbling over each other because they're so exhausted and just little touches like when um Kamada's doing a stretch plumb. he's like grinding his elbow into Sasaki's face in his ear so even like the quote-unquote rest holds these guys are just making it look gritty and nasty and ugly and it's only like a 10-minute match so it's just a, a very dense 10 minutes of action um I love this one and quality track suits as well yeah they
0: sure are I love it too. I, I think for me it, uh, this match was my favorite of the four um, you're right. It is not this 30 minute epic where you need to pack a lunch and sit in front of your couch and um, you know spend a lot of time with it. It's 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 sprint, and it starts out hot. Like there is no warm up period here. They go right for it. Cuadra's nose is busted open. I don't, know, I don't even think we're five minutes into this match. Uh, if you like the big beefy clotheslines. Uh, The ones that make the sound, that sound like the baseball bat. Uh, If you like the stiff kicks, the the classic Kawada kicks, uh, you're going to love this match. It's a hot crowd, I think. Um, It felt like an important match. Like even if you just drop in on this match without any context, you drop in on this match and you feel the excitement in the crowd. Uh, And it's the Tokyo Dome, so it's not always the easiest thing to do uh again ten minutes it's not even not even fifteen i think right uh a brutal hard hitting pro wrestling uh if that's a style that you enjoy you should you should if you haven't watched that you should this should be the first one you check out um and again, for me, of the four uh i i i think I forgot this one the most like this one left my memory the most uh from watching it but then rewatching it. To me, it's one of those matches that holds up really well even today. Um, whereas I think other matches that I watched again, I didn't necessarily get that feeling. So uh, I'm putting this one at the top of my rewatch list for this week.
1: Yeah, it's got that sort of evergreen style that now we associate with like never open weight title matches and guys like Shingo and Ishii and Goto and Evil. So. Uh, Yeah, really, really fun match. Definitely recommend if you haven't seen it already. And uh, you picked Apollo Go-Go versus Golden Lovers from Destruction 11th, uh, 11th of October, 2010. David, you are obsessed with the damn Golden Lovers. If you love them so much, why don't you marry them? You just won't shut up about them, will you? (laughs) But yeah, uh, context here from Manabu. The Tokyo Sports Pro Wrestling Awards, obviously one of the most famous wrestling awards in Japan, Usually quite authoritative, conservative, so usually junior heavyweight matches uh, are not chosen, not even nominated, but in 2010, this junior tag match was picked as the best bout. And the interestingly, it wasn't even the main event or semi-main event, it was the fifth match before the intermission at Sumo Hall. So uh, Apollo, Go, Go, Golden Lovers just stole the show completely terrific match you know Damon how much I love a good high paced junior tag match and a lot of star power in this one when you think about where each of these guys has ended up as well and I've got to say I really love Kenny Omega as a tag wrestler I think the stuff he's doing in AEW in the tag matches is really good and even here there's a bit of the Kenny goofiness but it doesn't distract me from what's going on in the ring And, and I really miss the Golden Lovers as a team they won our 2018 award for best tag team and just seeing them here even 10 years ago they were still great. And I thought all four guys have really good chemistry, everything perfectly executed, really creative teamwork. The timing was spot on. There was just one moment at the ends where um, Apollo Gogo did their team finisher. I don't know what it's called, but it looked like that was going to be it. That was going to be the end of the match And they had the perfect camera angle where you couldn't see Kenny Omega getting into the ring and he just leaps in. He just appears out of nowhere to break up the cover. And I just thought that was masterfully done. And just a phoenix splash at the end it looked really painful it looked like Ibishi caught um devit right in the rib so yeah tremendous match love this one I-, I
0: love it no i'm gonna i'm gonna show my stupidity or my whatever so you call them Apollo go go
1: yeah uh five in Japanese is go so fifty five is go go
0: ah. Why do I do I not? Why did that not make a connection with me? Because, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm always going Apollo fifty five, um, and I and isn't it like a, a play off the the spaceship the Apollo fifty five mission
1: or something? Like that? Maybe yeah, I I could be wrong. Remember? I thought it was going. I think I, either a. Uh, acceptable. All
0: right, I just want to make sure. All right, good, good. I'm going to ask Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm like, wait, well, go-go? What the fuck is a go-go? Because uh, I always – anybody who's ever talked to me about them always referred to them as, as 55. So, okay, all right. Maybe uh, – again, maybe I'm learning something new. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, good. You're right. Uh, the one point that you made – well, all the points you made I, I agree with. But the one point that stuck out was – I feel like this was a match where you had four guys that were maybe not on everyone's radar. That instantly became – I feel like this was like a launching point for every one of these guys to be on people's radar. Um, I think this match at the time got a a really good amount of buzz. Um, I think this turned people – like I remember Kenny Omega. Being a guy who was okay um, and being a guy who – I don't know. Like he would be on – I would see him on independent shows and I even think I remember seeing him on, like on the bottom of like Ring of Honor shows. And he just wasn't a guy that stood out and stuck out to me. He really wasn't. Um that might just, that could be inexperience. it could be whatever but it was just you know, he was just he didn't stick out for me. I think Koda Obushi uh, had a little bit more of a buzz around him at the time. I liked I, I think at the time, as strange as this sounds, like I thought the guy, and I remember being a little bit more of a fan of. Toguchi than any of the other guys at the time. Like rewatching it, I think that's just, that's just the craziest statement ever. But I remember at the time thinking that, oh, fucking Toguchi's really good, and he is good. But 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 like of, of all those people that were in the ring, like I just felt like he was the one that was going to break out from the pack and be the guy. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think this match holds up today?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think so, it's exactly yeah. the sort of match that I like to see opening a big show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, like,
0: we talk about the junior tags and we talk about, you know, how Show and Yo or even before that, you know, uh, Bobby Fish and uh
1: and the other guy Riley, <laughs> O'Reilly machine guns as well I love them they were great yeah. and very they they were sort of the pioneers of this 100 miles an hour junior tag style weren't they
0: in a certain in a certain sense I mean I think they took it to a a, a new level especially with this match um they junior tags have always been an, an under the radar highlight for just about any show um I got to go back and find. There is a junior tag tournament in the in in the '90s, and just some of the fucking names, you know, Liger and Otani and uh, Benoit, and I think two cold Scorpios in it, and and just just some Dimalencos in it. Just unbelievable tag tournament. Um, I got to remember the name of it and maybe mention it next week. That's they've always been there. It's always been just really fun stuff. But, yeah, I think this is kind of – this was the beginning of modern day what to expect from a junior tag match. Um, and, again, I just, I just remember watching this match back in the day and thinking that, oh, Taguchi's, you know, he's going to be the breakout star. <laughs> you know,
1: we got three guys in there that might have eclipsed him, might have eclipsed Yeah, really good stuff so strongly recommend people check this one out and the next one was The Great Sasuke versus Ultimo Dragon from 5th of August 1996 so Manabu, again giving us the context Great Sasuke debuted as Masa Michinoku in Universal Pro Wrestling which is the first Lucha Libre style promotion in Japan the promotion invited lots of Mexican wrestlers and featured pure Mexican wrestling uh, like Fantasticomania the promotion also had a few Japanese wrestlers, and actually the most popular guy was a young, super talented Japanese high flyer whose name was Yoshihiro Asai, aka Ultimo Dragon, who was a huge fan of the first Tiger Mask, and he was able to copy most of uh, the first Tiger Mask moves. So when Masa Michinoku debuted, Asai had been the ace of the company, and years later, New Japan did a single elimination tournament with eight junior heavyweight champions who entered. The tournament was held during the G1, and every single match in the tournament was a title match, and this was the final of that match. And, yeah, this one was really interesting to watch because uh, this is, you know, pretty old, 1996. But I think, again, like the last match, it really holds up to the kind of junior heavyweight high flying matches that we're used to today and it does start out really technical with that uh you know lots of grappling the rave i don't know how to pronounce it i'm sorry but you know the hold and counter holds some uh, really impressive and quite dangerous high spots for the time periods and yeah i just think it holds up to a a lot of the stuff you might see today from guys like ryu lee or hiromu but there's a moment where there was a top rope sent on where sasuke lands right on the floor and they showed the slow motion replay of it and it seemed like ultimo just didn't catch him Blade. in time and he just <laughs> yes, splat yeah. straight on the floor yeah. uh, finish was a bit of a mess maybe you can enlighten me on what happened there because it looked like Ultimo kicked out at two but it was counted as a three anyway and then you know, we get Sasuke with all the belts and the swimsuit ladies looking very impressed with him and yeah another really enjoyable match Yeah, I don't know I mean it felt like it was a botch right I
0: mean I feel like we're, we're when we dig into the archives we see more and more instances of referees or, or wrestlers and referees not being on the same page or something along those lines. But yeah, I I did that. I don't know. I, uh, this one, like if I'm going to rank all four, I put this one on on the bottom of the, of the list upon rewatch. I I mean, it, it does hold up to a certain degree, but I remember, I, I guess I've, seem to remember this match a little bit more fondly than actually watching it again. I thought it was a good match. I don't think it was a great match. Um, yeah, there were some cool, death-defying spots, especially for the time. Like, I remember Meltzer going crazy over that spot uh, of him diving you know, off the uh, off the ring post to the floor, doing a, doing a flip. Um, and saying how dangerous, like that, that that move back in the day was his equivalent of you know, next spots on the apron, right? Like we just remember him going, like this is crazy. What 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 possibly could be next? I remember writing stuff like that specifically for oh, that. There's
1: the, the bit when he does the like the springboards moonsault from the apron and they nearly just wipe the out kid. this little boy in a yellow t-shirt and he's <laughs> just like shits his pants and I was sweating bricks I was like oh my god they, nearly they killed do. the poor kid
0: the first shot right he, you see him go and you just see a, a glimpse, glimpse of the kid just kind of moving right out of the way if he didn't move to like on top of his dad's lap he would have been wiped out and then they showed it again and how close it really was like there was a foot that just grazed The kid. And we're talking a kid like Joel, six years old, seven at most. I'm probably younger than that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. About that. Yeah.
0: I mean, these kids, I, I, yeah, that kid almost ate it. Um, Dangerous, dangerous things, guys. Uh, (laughs) I guess the one funny thing, though, I mean, is – After the match, Sasuke wins the crown, the crown being 762 titles, and he puts the IWGP title around his waist, straps it on, and he puts another belt on top of it, so he's around his waist, and then they're trying to figure out how he's going to carry all these titles, and he sticks out one arm, and he's got seven belts on one arm, and he's holding out the other arm. It's just this crazy thing with the with the with the young ladies and in, the, in their swimwear, each with a belt. Ah, oh, those were the days, pro wrestling. Those were the days. But yeah, that was kind of funny because they, they didn't know how to give him all these titles and the trophy and ah, oh, Christ Almighty. But yeah, I put this one on the bottom of the, of the rewatch list. I think it's a good match, but I don't. It's like for me, it just didn't hold up as as well as maybe some of the other matches did.
1: And our last match was Satoshi Kojima versus Hiroshi Tanahashi from January 4th, 2011. So again, Manabu with a context. When Keiji was leaving New Japan to move to All Japan, he asked some potential guys to go with him. Kojima said yes, but Tanahashi said no. So Kojima moved to All Japan in 2002 and All Japan pushed him as a future star. And actually Goldberg's first match in Japan was All Japan's Budokan show and the opponent was Kojima and Stan Hansen taught him the Western Lariat. He also had a match against Misawa at Sumo Hall, which he lost, but Misawa used the Tiger Driver 91 as the finisher. Finally, he took the Triple Crown title from Kawada in 2005, Years later he left All-Japan, returned to New Japan as an invader, so at the time he had a faction called Kojima-Gun with Takamichinoku and Taichi, which obviously was the prototype for Suzuki-Gun, what we call today, and in 2010 he took the uh, G1 and also the IWGP title from Makabe. G1 final was Kojima versus Tanahashi, so this is a rematch of that. And I, Damon, I always love a Tanahashi Tokyo Dome entrance. There's just something about it, like the flames and the rainbow colored lights and the, the music, the high energy. He just feels like a real rock star. It's always a treat to watch. But they didn't even bother putting Kojima's entrance on the New Japan World video. He's just already in the yeah. ring like a jobber. Uh, but yeah, it's a brilliant match, isn't it? It's, it's your classic New Japan main event title match style. All the ingredients are there, which we've become accustomed to today. You know, you've got your, your Tanahashi. Uh, the slow build up the pacing we've got some arm work there Kojima showing his trademark fire some really great near falls towards the ends uh, and just this whole thing felt like a big turning point like a transition or a passing of the torch where uh, it felt like the beginning of the modern era of New Japan as we know it
0: yeah I mean w- for me w- with Tanahashi ex- especially in this match in this time period is I'm sure he's banged up. I'm sure he's, you know, he's not, you know, as, you know, he's certainly not as dinged up as as he is now. But you kind of see him coming into his own right around this period of really taking the next steps. Like, they put a lot of faith in him and a lot of trust in him. And obviously he's he's gotten a lot of credit of of, uh, pulling New Japan up by the bootstraps and, you know, him strapping New Japan on his back and away we go. And I kind of feel like this is that era and that, and and this match specifically is one of those benchmark moments where he's still young and it still feels like he is in that learning mode of being a super top guy. He's a top guy. Don't get me wrong. But there, there is something about, a next level that I just don't even think he he is even at yet. Like even uh, when you look into like 2016, 17, 18. Um, But you trade off that balance of him being that superstar with, okay, the body's starting to break down. I I feel like this is the perfect era of of Tanahashi where we're talking, the body hasn't broken down completely yet. It might be binged and dinged, but – you know, and yet there's still this this growth period, kind of like where we are with Okada, where I I truly think we haven't even seen the best of Okada, um, and the body hasn't broken down completely, but we know that it's starting to get <laughs> starting to get worn down a little bit, and I kind of feel like that's where we are with Tanahashi specifically with this match. Um, and I think that's an exciting time because you know what's on the horizon and what's after when it comes to Tanahashi. So, uh, yeah, I thought this was a great match. I thought this was – again, we talk about that big fight feel. I felt like that here as well. Uh, but, again, I think this is just a perfect kind of flag in, in, in his career of if you're looking at the two arcs of you know, physical capabilities and pro wrestling superstar capabilities, this is almost where that's a perfect intersect
1: so noted where at this point he Tanahashi didn't have his sort of dickish side yet so you you know we see in later big matches at Tokyo Dome main events he kind of acts like a bit of a twat sometimes He, he, he will sort of play the heel but he didn't have that edge to him yet so it's interesting seeing the kind of evolution of his big sort of main event style where he does have that side to him where he's not afraid to be a bit of a wanker basically yeah, but that's
0: him. I, th- I kind of chalk that up to again his evolution and him kind of learning that it's okay for him to be that way in certain scenarios. Like you don't have to be this ultimate babyface all the time. You can have different shades of gray that kind of filter in and out um, to help you be a better pro wrestler. And and, and I think th- those are little things that he'll pick up later in his career. Um, and he may have it in his back pocket. Maybe, you know, maybe he just doesn't have the confidence to 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 do that um, at that point in his career. Who knows? Um, but again, I feel like it like this time period is that perfect intersection of still physically got pretty much all of his faculties with him, right? The knees aren't shot yet, uh the hip isn't shot yet, the shoulder isn't shot yet. Um, and yet there's still plenty more to learn uh about being a a megastar pro wrestler.
1: All right. so that's the Super J Cast classic watch long for this week. Uh we'll have some more matches to look at next week. Um so maybe time to dig into a few questions. From Discord, Jacob says, Do you guys think if Ibushi had committed to New Japan fully earlier that he would have been IWGP champ by now? Hmm. Good question.
0: Yeah, I mean I think anytime New Japan is going to give someone a title. Especially the big boy belt, they want that that person to be around. I think they lo- they learned plenty of lessons that that uh, unless you're locked down, you you ain't getting a title. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think that commitment both ways. It would have would have been important and probably would have uh,
1: pushed them in that direction a little bit further. Yeah, I, I would. I would tend to agree with that. Because mm, you, you go back and you look at that amazing match you had with Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom in 2015, and at the time, if you've been asked, do you think this guy is going to win the heavyweight title in the next five years? Yeah, I think a lot of people would have said yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and you
0: know, what 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 other factors would have held that up? I mean that that to me that's that's the main reason. And you know, you got to figure around that time too. You had other companies sniffing around. You know, what a world it would have been if Zach and Coda decided to stick around after that that junior heavyweight tournament. Right? What a different world would we be in right now? Um, but yeah, you would you would have thought that the minute he got back from that ring in a locker room there would have been a contract waiting for him be like lock this guy down but here's the thing a lot of it i would think also depends on him too like he he's not a guy that's going to you know sign any contracts anytime soon i mean that's just not what he was interested in so it goes both ways but yeah if 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 in a perfect world and i put that in air quotes if uh, he signed and, and the company locked him down I think that would have
1: been a no-brainer, right? It's funny you mentioned that Cruiserweight Classic and Ibushi because going back to this Reddit post with the people who, who've uh, WWE, who've worked the best one-on-one matches of other wrestlers' careers, uh, if you look at the list of wrestlers who worked the best one-on-one match of three wrestlers' WWE careers, you've got guys, people like AJ Styles, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, CM Punk, Randy Orton, Randy Savage, Stone Cold. And then you've also got Ibushi there, who gave TJ Perkins, Cedric Alexander, and Brian Kendrick their best WWE matches. So it's just hilarious that he just dipped into this company, did this tournament, gave a load of people their best ever matches, and then peaced out with no intention of signing for them whatsoever. (laughs) Is that on the network? Is that tournament on the network? I think so. I remember watching it in real time and absolutely loving it. It was tremendous.
0: I'm, I might go back and re- rewatch that. That that might be one thing on the network that I, I mean, the names that were in that tournament were pretty fucking cool. Um, hmm, that might be that might be one for the rewatch, watching that tournament again. Um, if there's anything on that network that's of any interest, at least in modern times for me, that might be number one.
1: Next question is from Mixer He says, Dear Damon and Joel, Hot pocket reviews are bullshit, (laughs) as in general are four-way matches. Occasionally, however, they can be done quite well. Four-ways, not pocket reviews, which are clearly whack. The four-way for the junior heavyweight title, Rest Kingdom 12, is my favourite match of its type of all time. Would you be up for another four-way junior heavyweight title match in the future, assuming the right participants? Think Hiromu, Lee, Skull, and Ishimori as an example. Yeah, I, I prefer a one on one match. I tend to dislike multi person matches, but I can't disagree. And I, I thought that Wrestling in and 12 match was done really well. It was a fun match. But had you said to me, would you prefer to have a singles match for the junior heavyweight title, then I would have said yes to that. So I think if done very, very sparingly, then they can be a fun and refreshing little addition to a show. But it's not something that I would want to see. M- you know, even once a year would probably be too much for my taste.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, here's, I don't understand the Hot Pocket thing, so you got to clue me in on that. I don't know what that means. Uh,
1: so having a dig at the Voices of Wrestling flagship, Joe Rich did some, I thought it was quite funny, uh, reviewing Hot Pockets. I mean, <laughs> fuck all else to talk about, <laughs> isn't there? Like,
0: really? Hot Pockets. I, you, you wanna, I've never had a Hot Pocket. I never had a Hot Pocket in my life. Neither have I. But I want to try one now. Yeah? All right. Let's try them. What did they recommend?
1: What was their uh, top po- hot pocket? Uh, I think they said it was horrible. The one they tried, it was like a Sri chicken or something like, oh, buffalo chicken. I can't remember what it was, but they said it was disgusting. Horrible. It didn't, they weren't really selling it to be honest. <laughs> All right. Stay away from the buffalo
0: chicken. One. All right. Um, I don't necessarily enjoy four-way matches, uh, three-way matches. Um, I, f- Sometimes they do feel a bit like a formula, Um, and they are car crashes, and and they both – that both can be extremely fun or can be extremely annoying for me. I think a lot of times, what annoys me the most about them is the lead up to them, like how they got to be a three or four way match, like the 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 fucking mental gymnastics you have to go through to to fit these four guys into this match, and it just feels like you're shoehorning them in. Um, and especially for the junior title, I again, I and, I and at a Wrestle Kingdom, I just feel like that should be a singles match, and I think that the company, it to me. It feels like a company lazily books the idea of three- and four-way matches. Like it just feels like they're shoehorning it in, and that leaves a little bit more of a bitter taste in my mouth. and um, might hurt my enjoyment of them. Um, so, yeah. Very sparingly and But if you build it correctly I would be more inclined to say yes But if it's just like a hodgepodge We're throwing these fucking guys in a ring And it was just a matter of three guys Standing there pointing at each other And the belt And that's how we got there Fuck that That can get right up the street um, If they did it well And they booked it well And it made sense And there was a story behind it And it was compelling I'd be more inclined to say
1: yes I might go back and listen to our review of King of Pro Wrestling when we had that three-way Ibushi, Kenny, and Cody match because I remember that being oh, a fun show. Some hot yeah. takes there. Hotter than the Hot Pockets. Uh, okay, Twitter questions. Bash says, I keep thinking about Paul Ghetto and Jado, Like, all the booking is put on hold at the moment. If it's true, they book way in advance, then do they completely start from scratch or just reshuffle things around? And a few similar questions. John says, do you think the New Japan Cup and or the Hiromu Naito match will still happen once show's run again, or they just skip ahead to whatever they book next, and Chris thoughts on possibly doing the New Japan Cup during the time when the Olympics were supposed to take place. So, yeah, it's a really hard one. You know, there's no precedent for this, so no idea, are they going to skip ahead, or are they going to go back and do what they originally had planned? Fuck knows.
0: I I don't don't know how you, as a booker, with, you know, if, if all the things are true... You know, and and big storylines are plotted out, you know, well in advance, and maybe the details of it, you know, might be left to other resources and other and other people. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you just rewrite these things. Um, I would think that they just kind of pick up in the calendar year. I I really do. Uh, I, I don't because I don't know what. Look, we're, we're talking about some creative people, <clears throat> um, and, if, and if anybody can make it work, it's them. But I don't know – I don't know how – just the, the general structure of what pro wrestling is, especially New Japan pro wrestling, where they are sort of dependent upon the, the season and the time of, of year and these things occur in, in somewhat chronological order and these placeholders are there to make that happen. I don't know how you, how you don't just hop into, okay, it's G1 season and we're hopping right into G1 and everything else is a wash. I, I don't know how else you do it. I, don't, I, I can't imagine a New Japan Cup occurring just to shoehorn in a New Japan Cup just to make happen. I just think wherever we start, that's where we are and we go from there.
1: I think it could be done. But it, I think it's more a question of how many dates have you got you know how many venues have you got booked you know let's say you want to use this July Hokkaido tour and you think okay let's see if we can squeeze the New Japan Cup in do they have enough shows to be able to do that I think it could be done I think maybe you could like sacrifice whatever you have planned for I don't know your destruction tour and replace that with what you were going to do for the New Japan Cup if I don't know if it's that simple but I I don't know it would be sad if we just lost the New Japan Cup because I love tournaments
0: I do too, but but here's the thing too Also, you got to think about the financial aspect of it as well So, we're now going to jam in What would theoretically be Nine months of pro wrestling in, what, six months? So, that, that money that was allocated Toward different buildings and different resources Hopefully it's still there, right? I mean, I guess it is, right? I don't know do you, can you then put that nine months of pro wrestling and, and the, the infrastructure of running those shows in to that short amount of time? The wear and tear on the pro wrestlers themselves and let's be honest here, the staff too, right? Um, I know everybody's geared up and, and ready to go, but how does that look logistically, right? Again, cramming in nine months of pro
1: wrestling in six months. To me, it feels like... Yeah, you've raised the point about they had that sort of mega night of New Japan Cup action plans where they had the Osprey-Shingo rematch. You know, would you want to do that but in a smaller venue where you're not going to get as much ticket sales out of it? Right. And again, we're talking... So again, let's keep in mind this too.
0: This is not just New Japan that shut down. Everything has shut down. So if I'm a building... And I got the option, And again, I'm going to give you a a, a ridiculous scenario, but here we go. If I had the option of having a rescheduled Elton John concert where I know the house is going to be sold, and I know that the ticket prices are going to be expensive, and I'm sure that merch sales will be amazing, and all that stuff, or New Japan Pro Wrestling in Because, again, we only have six months in this calendar year to go, and everybody is trying to reschedule. Right, so if I'm a if I'm a venue, who do I take? Right, um, we've got a lot to reschedule now. Again, the Olympics not being there that might open up some more options that maybe weren't there before. But understand that everything needs to be rescheduled. Not just New Japan Pro Wrestling, not just pro wrestling, everything. That fucking needlepoint convention that's got to be rescheduled. That fucking Metallica concert. Has to be rescheduled. That fucking whatever it is has to be rescheduled. And if you're a building, you only have so many fucking dates to do it. That's – it's not like New Japan's just going to sashay right on in and be like, okay, we're going to take that date and woo, away we go. Uh, it may not be that av- – availability may not be there. So – I think it's again. It's going to be hard to cram nine months of pro wrestling in six months. I, I think they just pick up where they should. The the buildings already booked. The infrastructure is already there. It was going to happen anyway. You just pick up and go. And and at and here's the worst part that happens. A storyline doesn't get a a clear definitive beginning. Right? We just pick up right where we got to go. Uh, and I, I got. I hate to break the bad news to people. A building doesn't give two fucks about your storyline. <laughs> I hate to say it.
1: Next question from Liam Ove says Is there anyone wrestler from any other Japanese promotion you'd like to see compete in New Japan? I mean, seeing Wrestle 1 disappearing, I'm very interested to see what happens to Shotaro Ashino because I've enjoyed what I've seen of him and I thought he might be a smart get for New Japan. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the easy answer was kento Miyahara, who's an incredible wrestler absolutely brilliant but uh all japan need him more than new japan do so you know i'm happier to see him in all japan keeping them afloat than being siphoned off into new japan but uh, is there anyone in you know just strictly hypothetically from other japanese promotions that you think would be uh, a nice addition for new japan yes sushi i think sushi should be <laughs> should be lifted <laughs> from all japan <laughs> I
0: want to, I want to, I want to rob and pillage the All Japan undercard. That's that's where I want to go. I'm going to do things a little bit different for me. I want sushi.
1: Good answer. I wasn't expecting that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anders <laughs> says, any countries or arenas New Japan haven't held a showing yet that you would like them to do? Um, hmm. What's that? What's the question t- Any countries or arenas that New Japan haven't held a showing yet you would like them to do? I'd like a show in Bangkok now, <laughs> this weekend, please.
0: <laughs> Lupini nice. Hall.
1: Not as big as a Sakajo Hall, but come on, do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Antarctica. I would like to see the first <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling show occur in an igloo uh, in uh, Antarctica, please. That would be my my one wish in life. Uh,
1: <laughs> ben Hallahan, he does our, uh, graphics for our end-of-year awards, says... Uh, f- for Joel we welcomed our own young line last week it's the best Uh, congratulations Ben I hope you're enjoying it Uh, what are you looking forward to most about being a dad I obviously want to dress um, Esther up like a wrestler what is the point of having children (laughs) otherwise I I want to parade them around the outside of Tokyo Dome or a Sakajo in their little costume which I'm not making Mally's making the costume and uh, (laughs) hey look at at my kid look at my cute kid with their cute wrestling costume I I
0: I live for the day I can, uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, how adorable that would be. Ah, uh, That would be so great. That would warm my heart. We'll make that happen.
1: And also, said, and for a laugh, which New Japan dad will you most embody as a parent? I think Goto has really great dad energy. There's always really cute videos it's on his Instagram of his kids. So he is... I know he's not technically one of the New Japan dads, but I think he's a great dad. Liger. Liger. You see those videos? He is. He might be the most
0: i mean he just uh, i watch those videos i don't understand half the words he's saying obviously it's in japanese but just the way he says them and i don't know he just seems like oh what a fucking cool dude like a nice guy i don't know i would be all in on on, on liger he's a
1: youtube star now joel you know yeah i heard as well he started his own youtube channel but um yeah. There you go. Uh let me find an interesting one. Oh RSY one three seven six says best wrestling debut ever question mark. Mm. It's not Jewish and
0: Liger, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> best debut Vader, maybe? That was pretty Um Stan Hansen in fucking all Japan is pretty great. The way he came in with Brody and Snooker. During the tag tournament against the Funks, and he fucking lays out Terry Funk with a clothesline outside. That was pretty fucking cool, um, and that was a big deal. Him coming down the hall, soon, yeah. I might go Stan Hansen All Japan. That was pretty great.
1: Um, not gonna lie. Even in recent years, I've enjoyed Chingo, Kenta, Moxley. They've had some really cool debuts as well. So, yeah, always exciting to see someone new turning up. uh duh, 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 duh. Steele O'Neill says if you could freaky friday body swap with any wrestler who would it be and what would you do? Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pull back the curtain. I'm going
0: to to share with you a very intimate Damon thing. So, I have when I go to sleep at night, I think of I always try to think of positive – I've read somewhere that if you just think of positive things, it will help you wake up in the morning and be a little bit more positive. So your thoughts are positive things and positive images and positive whatever. So my positive thing is, is that <laughs> – this is so embarrassing. It's more embarrassing than the opening of the show. A grown man breaking it down. Um, okay, here we go. So it's – there is a genie and i find a genie lamp and the genie grants me wishes and my wishes is i have a bank account that i have a it's constantly at this number and the number is 636 million dollars so no matter what i spend it's always that always gets refreshed right two why is, that specific amount sorry
1: where did um, that number come I, from
0: 36 is always my favorite number Um, and I just put the six because it's more than three. So I put the six first. Um, but 36 is always like when I play football, 36 was my number. Um, it's just my favorite number. Um, so that is part one. Part two is, um, I'm incredibly attractive and, and every, uh, every person and it could be anybody, finds me sexually attractive, right? So they, they, they have this urge or craving when they see me that not only, you know, not only is it acknowledged that, wow, this is a, a very attractive person, but I have a, a
1: sexual desire for this person, right? <laughs> I just want someone to take that audio and isolate and play out <laughs> of context. <laughs> All right. Well, it's true. So it's not – that part
0: is really not true. Uh, but so what my, my template is for that, and I don't necessarily have the head figured out 100 percent yet, but the body is Kota Ibushi. The body is Kota mm-hmm. body. That is, that is the body that I use as the template to say, OK, I want that. That's going to be the body I have. and I haven't had the head figured out yet. The, the body is kodobushi that is the template um so so there you go that is that, that every night that those are the thoughts in my head before I go to sleep
1: I imagine myself in video game environments like in places that I play video games like I'll sort of imagine myself uh walking around the Shadow of the Colossus lands or the Spencer Mansion from Resident Evil or Melee Island from Monkey Islands. So, yeah, if we're talking about strange things we think about before going to bed, that's mine. So, uh, if I had to pick a body, Carl Fredericks. I think he's got oh, yeah. an absolutely smoking body. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad one. That guy could probably get slayed so much.
1: <sighs> you think he's happy? <laughs> Fucking better be. <laughs> <laughs> seriously he's not happy what chance the rest of us
0: schlubs have I know right? seriously that, you know what that's exactly right right can, can, listen I know Carl follows up I, 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 he might listen he, I, I think he does who knows uh, can we borrow you, Carl, your body can, please Carl can we borrow yeah Carl can, can you do us a favor can you just let us know if you're happy just tweet us and, like can every we just want to know if, if you're happy like if you have all that does that mean you're happy I want to know that. I'll never have that, but I just want to know. Hmm. All right. Uh, let me find another Do you think he premature ejaculates? Is there something there that, that you think that maybe, like, he has all that, but, like, he just, like, can't
1: perform well in a sack? Like, he just, like... Yeah, there's got to be something. Right. Some embarrassing thing that he can't, like, he doesn't know how to multiply, or... <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: Right. Or he his can't testicles look up. Are
1: extremely hooked. Right. He can't look up.
0: He confuses his senses of smell. He's like, mmm, that smells uh, like a flower. No, sir. That's dog shit. Ah, That wasn't funny. All <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it bombed. Fucking shitty. All right. Uh, one more question, and then I got to go fucking do work. You know what I hate, Joel? I hate the fact that I work for a place that it's business as normal. Like, we're talking about dumb business stuff that in the whole context of the world means absolutely nothing, yet we're just going to pretend that nothing else is happening in the world, and we're just going to plow through and talk about our dumb shit like it's important. Fucking hate it.
1: All these emails that we're getting now from companies whose who services mm. we might have used once or twice say, these... In these difficult times, we want you right. to know that the, the good people are- We're here for you. Fucking trip advisor or whatever, are thinking of you. <laughs> fuck right. off. Right. Right. I bought
0: coasters from you, you assholes. I don't- You know <laughs> Fuck off is right. Yeah. This fucking corporate speak. Yeah. We're here for you. And just know that you're not alone in this time of trouble. We have all the coasters you need for your fucking- go Get the fuck up the street. Ugh. All right. One more question, please.
1: Okay, this is from Quartz and the Q-W-O-O-R-T-Z. And they say, what's the worst piece of merchandise? And the answer, of course, is the Sanada Cold Skull shirt with him looking like a garden node. Do you know the one I'm talking about? I do, and that is shit. Um, Does it have to be New Japan? Because
0: um, the worst piece of merchandise ever in pro wrestling was the george the animal steel mine doll um that was yeah i remember horrific. we talked about that once <laughs> like who would buy that thing like it was just i don't even know what it was it was just a hunk of shit mine, mine. Ugh! stop it we get it
1: um <laughs> what that about was the worst? ach's Shirt from NXT Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: oh my <laughs> lord! You've just Vince. I swear to you. He. I, I, sometimes I'm very jealous of, of a person who has so much money that he has no idea of, 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 of the world outside his little bubble. That is that must be so. Uh, what a, what a, what a way to live! Just unbelievable oh uh, yeah that, that's that ranks right up there oh well
1: all right let's no, sign I'm off sorry. on that note looking forward to our yeah. wrestlemania extravaganza next week <laughs> yeah we'll watch that that might be the show i don't know i
0: feel bad starting the show off like a fucking jabroni but that's where i was that's where i am it's better than sorry. ending the show like that
1: yeah <laughs> we I don't send so. the
0: listeners so depressed do we Oh my god, we, what, was that the most depressing fucking opening of a show ever? <laughs> I thought we could have to pull the plug, I was just like,
1: I, can we do oh. two hours of this? <laughs> were you embarrassed? Were you embarrassed listening? <laughs> it was like the start of a Okada title match. <laughs> we were you sitting on the other end like, oh my god, I can't believe he's doing this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what a year it's been, first the Wrestle Kingdom night one it's oh, dry right sleepy time <laughs> now this
0: <laughs> I just remember Manao looking at me like you flew all the way to Tokyo and you fell asleep <laughs> the look on his face I'll never forget that
1: yeah what a year what a what a 2020 this
0: has been <sighs> give,
1: give us some money that, right? please go over redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast give us some fucking money we want yeah. money yeah, yeah. Roman's yeah. not giving us anything <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, not getting a sniff of cash from anywhere else. <laughs> Help us out. Come on. We're depressed. Yeah. Dragging our sorry Why is artists, talking about nonsense for two hours for you people. Ungrateful. You know?
0: You know? And if I text you, you better fucking respond. You better fucking respond! I, I hate want to know that who it is shit. now.
1: I'm going to ask you off the air. But, cause I don't want you to put them on blast, but I'm intrigued now. But presumably, if you're listening, you know who you are. And shame on you. Shame on you. There's been a lot, actually.
0: There's been a lot of people that's, that's done that to me. That might be, I mean, that's, that, you really know where you stand during a fucking pandemic and you send a text and, and they don't get back to you. You really, you really know where you stand. <laughs> they can't leave the house. I ain't,
1: I ain't texting back that asshole. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, 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 what else? Discords. There's some interesting stuff on there. I've seen talk of you know live streaming and fun things like that to keep the hours filled um link to that is in the show notes pro forward slash super where you cannot buy this campy club t-shirt again get in touch with me if you think you can find a supplier who will stock my amazing t-shirt because the design is great thanks to editor dan you can find his stuff at lousy hero 219 on twitter Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thanks, everyone, for listening and bearing with us through these difficult times. And goodbye.